you are listening to the Kinetic Man Podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm David. And we want to walk with you on the journey to living a life defined by uncommon action that is full of purpose, adventure, and meaningful relationships. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours and together achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to leave the potential life behind and become kinetic men. Men. Connect Men Retreats. If you've not been to one, we're on our fourth iteration, September 27th through 29th, Empire, Colorado. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. You will come there. One man, you'll leave a changed man. You're going to be surrounded by a group of ninja individuals. You're going to eat. We're going to keep you active so that you don't get too fat because the food is amazing. The You're going to be spoiled with, with just the, the, the level of the retreat. But I'll tell you, it is such a life-changing event that you are absolutely missing out if you do not participate in one of these events. So come join us. Go to thekineticmen, thekineticman.com. Sign up. Be different. Be better. Do something. Get it. My man. So I'm not I'm, I'm not going to get into details, but <laughs> you have different parts of your body that are potentially swollen, have been, uh, you know, you had a very eventful weekend with uh, I did. Some, uh, some doctor's visits, and uh, and now half of your face is <laughs> numb, which uh, almost worth watching this on YouTube instead yeah. of listening to just to see your half like smile. Um, but I will say, <laughs> do I look more handsome when I smile like this? It's like no, I think you'd look more handsome if I had those numbing agents in my eyeballs, maybe, <laughs> and, and maybe that would make you more handsome. But I think it's awesome though that the dentist. This is a completely foreign topic to me, and yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to my first civilian dental visit. But you said they numbed you to clean to do a deep clean, which I, my only experience for the last twenty five years with academy and military is is to grab the, the dental chair and, and to all the dental folks out there in the military. I, I love you guys. And this is not a, <laughs> a slam in any way, but it's just a different experience. Cause I, 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 you know, I get up from that chair and typically puddle of sweat and there's some, <laughs> some pain and yeah. maybe a little tears. And that's, I, and also my fault, right. If I potentially had uh cleaner teeth or whatever, that it wouldn't be that way, but, but you got your face numbed so that you could do that scraping in complete comfort. Yeah, dude. I mean, civilian dentist experience, um, a thousand times better than my military dental experiences. Uh, my dentist now has a massaging chair. So I have a little back massage while I'm getting nice. cleaned. There's a TV on the ceiling. Uh, so I can watch, you know, a national geographic show while uh, I'm getting cleaned and, there's candles and it smells good. And like, <laughs> it's just an overall, like not terrible experience. Like, like that's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, but yes, good my, my full right side of my mouth is numb right now. And um, what's also interesting is I had uh jaw surgery and uh right um, arch surgery when I was at the Naval Academy and uh, so like all the nerve endings are like jacked up on that side. So it's like even like highlighted more. So, uh, nice. yeah. So like my eyelids are all like twitching right now and yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Good timing for recording a podcast. That's great. No, I'm glad, glad you're here. Glad you're here. Yeah. Well, Hey, um, 
we've talked about intentionality quite a bit, but there are three things that that uh, I'm going to start here with a, a slight monologue. But but there are three things that really, um, you know, as I was thinking about this podcast, three things that that, that popped out. First, uh, I had an indication this weekend that uh, something may have been awry or amiss with you because I called you a couple times and and I. The intent of calling you this weekend was I spent a lot of time in the garden and I spent a lot of time outside, like getting our yard, uh, you know, just moving piles of mulch and all this kind of stuff. But I, but I was, I was listening to a lot of podcasts while I was doing that. And it hit me that two of the most impactful podcasts that I've, I've ever listened to were two that you put me onto. The first one years ago in Italy, I wasn't even, actually you put me on a podcasting. I wasn't even didn't even listen to podcasts, but years ago when we were stationed together, uh, you introduced me to uh, Rick Warren's podcast, which was absolutely has been absolutely formative for me the last whatever five six years, however long it's been, uh, and and so that was very very impactful for me. And then you put me on to uh, John Mark Comer, who I absolutely love his podcast because the way that he, you know, both these men pastors but the way that they present the word of god is is you know rick warren is has a a, a beautiful gift to really uh i mean we call it what it is, to dumb it down to to make it very relatable and he does an amazing job and very challenging and, and i absolutely love him and then john mark cromer he he john mark comer he um he appeals to me because one he's funny he's dry sarcastic i love it but he also brings in a lot of different reading, very well-read individual. Um, and he brings in a lot of different thoughts and ideas as he formulates his message surrounding Jesus and, and, and the way that you can practically live um, your life. But, but it's very Jesus focused. He, he talks about being an apprentice of Jesus quite a bit and, and just the idea behind that and, and his definition of words and the way he got to the apprentice of Jesus, the apprenticeship of Jesus uh, all very powerful things and very, very appealing to me because I just love that process. But as I was listening to these to to these podcasts, it hit me. I was like, man, I've been very intentional with who I hang out with. Not not always in my life, but you are someone that I very specifically was intentional with and have been intentional with for, for years. And you introduced me to two things. And this is just one of many things um, that have been life-changing to me. So I called you to express my gratitude. And you didn't answer. And I'm like, huh, that's, that's weird that you didn't even respond. Which well, you happen to be in the ER getting uh, taken care of. And, and uh, um, but, but they also the intentionality of something we recently were challenged with, with this uh, Thankful Thursdays and, and really just being extremely uh, intentional with our gratitudes is, is just another outpouring of that, right? Of, of our friendship, of, the things we're exposed to of the people that we surround ourselves with. And that came from Brandon Jones. And, and so I was like, well, I'm just going to take all these things and be very intentional and reach out to Stu and, and just tell him very specifically, Hey, thank you. Um, I don't, you don't probably know, but you exposed me to some things that have been very, very transformative to my life beyond our friendship, additional things, right? These podcasts in particular. And so I called to, to thank you, but you were, you were busy in that moment. Um, and so the first point of intentionality is is who do you hang out with and how do how do they how does that impact your life right and are are you choosing the circles that you participate in and are you choosing them from a frame of mind of like hey no kidding i am 
being extremely intentional with who I surround myself with. And, and, and uh, I, I was listening to uh, an author, a coach, he, he said, Hey, um, if you are the most fascinating, interesting person in your group or in, in the folks you hang out with, you, you're in the wrong group, right? Like if you, if you're the most interesting person, like get a new group because you're, you're not growing. And so that was the, you know, that who you hang out with was the first point of intention. I just wanted to touch on quickly. Um, do you have anything? I don't want to, I don't want to be completely monologue here. No, I'm just, uh, I'm trying to hold back some emotions and you're going to make me cry. Like right at the very beginning of this podcast, was that, was that your intention? Were you just trying to, um, pour into, to make me cry on a podcast? Every podcast. Yeah. Every podcast. Mm. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, I, thank you. Uh, right back at you, my man. I mean, I think, uh, you know, just having you in my life has incredibly made me a better person just in, in all areas of my life. Um, and the men that we surround ourselves with now, we haven't always been intentional about, you know, surrounding ourselves with people that are continually lifting us up and um, helping us grow. But now, like we do that every single week and well, every, mm. every day, honestly. Right. And, you know, we, we are intentional about inviting people into our lives that we know are going to be um, life giving. And it's, it's been a complete game changer. 100% man. Yeah. And, and, and and here's the thing, like we talk about, Oh, we're surrounded by ninjas. You guys are amazing. Like I I cannot, like those are not just words, right? I mean, these dudes are absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal men. And the the thing is, we can all do it. Like, that's what's crazy about it. We can all do it. We don't have to be living in this, you know, surrounding ourselves with this negative, with negativity or whatever it is, the, the status quo, the, the, you know, what's comfortable. You don't have to do that. And especially when you choose to be like, you know what, if I am like, if, if I'm like the, the, the primary, whatever part of my group, or if I'm, if I'm not being challenged, if I'm the most interesting guy, which has not been a problem for me ever. Um, but if I'm the most interesting guy, like if you choose to to refuse to be that, to be in that situation, like it just opens up a, a whole different world. It's magical. Um, second point is, is how you show up. And, and, and this was interesting. I, someone sent me from the group, someone sent me a quote and it was, it was so, it was a very special moment. It was beautiful. And I, and I loved it. Um, and I'll read it to you here in a sec, but, but it's, it, it was, what became very interesting is, and I was considering posting it, but, I, but oftentimes I'll, um, before I push something out, especially quotes, like I will dive into them, like do the research on the background and understand like what, you know, where this quote came from, who said it. Who, and, and because I, I think a lot of times when you post, if you're not thoughtful in what you post, you're, you're representing the things that you put out there are a representative of who you are, right? It, it represents what you're consuming, it it represents, you know, potentially in, 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 inadvertently or not, like it, whether you intend it to be or not. So if I, this would happen to be a quote attributed to uh, Buddhist Zen. And so it kind of caught my attention because I'm like, I don't, I don't, you know, Buddhist Zen is not something that there are a lot of elements that are beautiful in Buddhism. And there are a lot of things that you can learn from. And and that's kind of to this point as well of how you show up and to include um, from an educational perspective. Right. How do you how do you challenge the things that come into your mind? How do you how do you uh, test 
you know, what are you doing about these things? So, so uh, again, Buddhism, um, not a religion that I follow, not something that I'm, you know, prescribed to at all, but, but at the same time, I recognize that there is a lot of really good things that you can embrace. Um, there are a lot of good, um, you know, like, and I don't think meditation is a Buddhist thing, right? Like meditation is, is something that, um, that is not a single religion and, 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 but a lot of people attribute, you know, meditation to monks and all that kind of stuff. Was there something we can learn from that? A hundred percent. Like there's a lot of beautiful stuff and in, in the practice of monks who, um, if they're Buddhist in nature, who, who have, uh, this amazing skill of meditation and they, they take it to another level. Can you learn from that? Absolutely. And apply it to your life hundred percent. Like, so that's what I, I, I really appreciate, uh, like John Mark Comer, a lot of stuff that he brings in is, is to enhance his faith with Jesus, but, but there's some really good lessons there. So point being this quote, and I'll read it. Um, as a matter of fact, as I did the research, uh, is not a Buddhist quote. <laughs> it's not a quote from, from Zen. And then as you look at it, uh, there's another misattribution of this quote to another author. Right. And, and so it was very fascinating to me as I started looking at this quote, I'm like, wow, this, this has been, um, like a lot of quotes misattributed for the last, I don't know, almost hundred years at this point. And so I think I got to the bottom of who said it, but um, but again, the the whole point, the exercise was such a was such a great deep dive for me, because again, it it just is that process of challenging the things you let in, and before you turn around and spit it out, you should challenge it, right? Like you should be like, oh, I wonder if this really is a Buddhist quote. Well, as a matter of fact, it's not. It's it's not. But here's the quote: It's uh, a master in the art of living draws no sharp distinction between his work and his play his labor and his leisure, his mind and his body, his education and his recreation. He hardly knows which is which. He simply pursues his vision of excellence through whatever he is doing and leaves others to determine whether he is working or playing. To himself, he always seems to be doing enough for him that he does it well. And I love the quote because one, it was very special. Someone sent it, but this individual is recognizing that, you know, the things that you and I do we love what we do. We love what we do and we've built it. And so there's a level of intentionality there that that is undeniable. And so his perception was, man, I see you guys doing this stuff. And it and it it's it's amazing to me, this individual, um to to be able to see that like it's hard to distinct, you know, to to, to make the distinction between your work and your play, what you enjoy, you know, all these different things. Um, and, and the, the actual, they believe the actual author of this is a guy named, um, Lawrence Purcell Jacks, who wrote a book in like 1930. And, and this was a, a quote in his book. Um, again, an author that I don't agree with his, his, uh, religious view on life, but an amazing quote, right? There's something to learn from that. And so the point to this, this, little, <laughs> this part of intentionality is, like, what are you doing to, no kidding, filter and to learn from and to dive into and to, um, you know, to, to actually process and digest and add value to the things that are coming in? Are you simply a sound, like, are you a, a microphone, like someone says something in your ear and you just spout it out and that's your truth? Or are you diving in and and showing up in a way that ideally adds value, context, depth? to your relationships. Yeah, I love it, man. 
It's uh, you know, it's funny that uh, you know, we're talking about this this concept of intentionality and and really just I think it's really important to learn, you know, if anything, learn the other side, right? Like learn the other side of your opinion. And I was actually talking to to a a future mastermind member uh, this morning, and and one of his questions about the mastermind is like, hey, I see this area that you guys focus on is faith. And, you know, I've seen your posts and I know you guys are Christians. He's like, you know, I'm still kind of figuring this whole section of my life out. And, you know, is that okay? And I was like, yeah, man, absolutely. Like we're Christians, we're, we're believers. Um, and we're open to that, but that doesn't mean that, you know, someone can't come in and, and not have that same belief, not have that same faith. You know, everyone has faith in something. Um, and we just dive into that. Like you define what that is. And, um, it's good for us to hear other opinions, right? It's good for us to see a, a different side and take all of these sides and take all of these opinions. And then from there, formulate our own and not just be the parrot, right? Not just be the parrot that is hearing from Fox news or from CNN or from, you know, uh, the pastor that uh, our parents forced us to go to when we were younger um, or, you know, wh- whatever, right. Whatever that is. Um, Cause you know, we've talked in the past, like a lot of our belief systems come from, you know, our parents or how we grew up, our teachers, our coaches, but at some point we have to formulate our own opinions. And so taking all these sides and, and being intentional about that and actually seeking it out. Right. And not just saying, I believe this because, this is how I grew up. This is how I am. You know, we've done an, another podcast about that. Like, that's just how I am. No, like be intentional, learn some other sides and formulate your own opinion on things. It's it's really good, man. I love it. Yeah. And, and I would highly encourage uh, on the, it's called the, uh, I think it's just called John Mark Comer teachings podcast and I, i'm i'm making my way through i you know we had kind of gone through some different ones that we recommended i'm like i'm just gonna go to the beginning and and the beginning it's really good um and it actually makes more sense if you go from the beginning because then it gets into the practices later and 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 we kind of jumped into some practices but um it started with this idea this three point thing be um be with jesus be like jesus and do what he did and and it's interesting because a lot of things he highlights in there, you know, in the be like him and do what he did. Uh, and to your point is like, who did he hang out with and what did he do? Right. So like Jesus was all about going and breaking bread, uh, having meals with um, mostly sinners, right? He had his group of people, but how did he get that group? Well, one was a tax collector. One was a zealot. Like those two must've hated each other. I can't even imagine what dinner was like with those two at the same table. There was, um, you know, these, these different, this, this group of almost misfits, right? That, that you, you look at them, and you're like, man, I, how did these people come together? And it was, that was a special thing about Jesus that he could bring them together. But, you know, we talked about this the other day, Stu, you know, he, most rabbis, not most, no rabbis had a following of women, right? Like that was radical. He, he did. He had this following of women. Like it just was, um, he just was such an intriguing, special human being. And 
God. And that's one of the things that John Mark talks about. It. He's like, but but you cannot discredit all the things he did by just saying, oh, well, but he was God. So he, you know, he could, no, he was also, he was a man. He was a man from Nazareth who uh, lived on this planet and experienced the things that we experience. He just was perfect and he was much better than we were. And, and, and there's, there's, but there's aspects that we could learn to doing what he did. And so when you talk about this idea of, who you're around and what you do. Well, if you are a man of faith or man, a man or woman of faith, then, then that's the model. And he also talks about some of the stats, like 70% of, uh, you know, folks claim that they're Christian. And then, you know, like 8%, I think, I can't remember the exact stats he threw out there, but it's like 8% are actually, you know, living a life that is, is described by the Bible and, and the things that you do and the way that you proclaim your faith. And so it's just a really interesting thing Again, it's it's digging deeper, right? It's it's no kidding. How do you show up? It's the actions. It's the intentionality. Like, what are you doing? And can you base that into something that you've again have some profound thought? There's some depth there, and it goes beyond just oh, that's just who I am, right? Or whatever, whatever your your reasoning is uh, to potentially be somewhat shallow. And I think there's an important distinction there. Yeah, man. One more point before you get hit on the next intentionality is that um, I, I found some notes that I had taken when I read the book, uh, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Yeah. And he talks a lot about our value system and um, how we define our value system based on our experiences. And at some point we have to do our own life audit and we have to curate our own values by filtering out all of everybody else's, he calls them OBOs, opinions, expectations, and obligations. We have to filter all that stuff out because there's a lot of that, right? There's a lot of other people's opinions, other people's expectations, other people's obligations that are put on you that, you know, maybe you've said yes to. You got to filter all that stuff out and you have to come up with your own value system, curate your own values based on um, the qualities that you want to have in your life. So I think that's really important to surround yourself with a diverse group of people that can help you in that. Yeah. And if you want to change, uh, uh, you know, that, that audit you mentioned just brought back, uh, brought up one of the the actions, excuse me, the actions that uh, John Mark highlighted. And, and, and it was to take a, uh, and we talk about this as well in Mastermind, but to take a habit audit, like, no kidding, just take, just, just set it have a little notebook or whatever, take a habit audit, no kidding, put down what you do as habits. And if you want to change, then you take your habit audit, your, your habit, your habit audit, your habit audit, and you identify the thing you want to change. And then, you know, he goes into the psychology and the set, which is why I, I love him. He goes into the psychology of, of habit change. And, and typically the most effective way to do it is replacing, Right. So you replace a habit with another habit because just to be like, oh, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Usually you do it more because you're so focused on not doing something that you end up doing it more. And so it's not about just stopping. It's about replacing. And so whether that's, you know, I want to stop, um, you know, watching TV at night uh, because I wake up, you know, I stay up late, wake up too late in the evening, whatever you replace it with something else like, OK, in that time uh, I'm maybe going to read a book or do something right. Something that you that you determine is more useful for your time and your effort and, and then just see what happens and just see what happens. And, and for him, it was radically life-changing for us. It's been life-changing. And so there's just that element of, you know, how are you showing up? 
What are you challenging? What what are the filters that you apply? Are you applying any filters between you know your ears and your mouth? Uh, ideally, it goes through a brain. That brain then applies some some form of of things that, um, uh, you know that you that you're doing, and then and then uh, outcomes a product that has been that you have distilled and you have actually grown from, and 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 uh, you know there's some importance in that. Um, and, you know, this last point I want to talk about, and we're going to do another podcast to go like dive deep into the intentionality of, of what you're doing. But but there is this element that, that we touched on just now. Right. And, and it's no kidding. Like, what are you what are you actually doing? Right. What is what is the outpouring of the intentionality of whether it's you're reading, you're studying, you're doing these things. What is no kidding the outpouring of that? And, you know, we talk about it. We've talked about it a couple of times that. This idea of 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 a checklist of books. I want to read, you know, ten thousand books this year. Like that's awesome. I love it. That's great. You know, I think reading is so important. You talk about uh, Jay Shetty. Think like a monk, right? Like he's not a Christian. He's not, right? You know, he he's not uh, of the same faith or whatever. But dude, that book, amazing, incredible book, right? It had so much stuff. You know, I learned so much from that book. I learned so much from his podcast. And yeah, because man. what's incredible about it is there's a lot of there's there's the thought, the depth, the background, whatever. But then there's what are you going to do about it? Right. Like, what are you? No kidding. Are you picking up books? Even the intentionality of your thought in a book. Like When you pick up a book, are you re, is it just to get through another book or is it to no kidding? Be like, what can I learn from the, and some books take a long time for me to get through because I'm just like reading the same section over and over. And, and even like, you know, when you talk about the Bible, it's one of the things that um, I recently was listening to is there's different ways to read. And there's something to be said for the checklist of like getting through the Bible in a year and like this big, this massive chunks, I say massive chunks, these, these bigger chunks of digesting information and, and taking them in. And there's a benefit to that discipline. There's a benefit to to that those action items. But there's also a beautiful, huge benefit in digging deep, right? And rereading these things. Like, what does this really mean to me? You know, what is this? How does this impact me? What what? How is it truly impacting me? Am I really digesting it? Is is this truly powerful in my life? But then, what is the outpouring of that? What are the actions that I'm doing? Love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Man, that's such a beautiful word. And Jesus said those are the most powerful. Those are the the two uh, most important commandments of the Bible. What does that mean? What does it mean to love my neighbor? Like, no kidding. It's not like it's not like oh, well, this dude or dude that's sitting next to me in church that shares all the beliefs I share, and 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 we're very calm. no, dude. Like, what a your neighbor? Who is your neighbor? Like, do you know your neighbor? And and if you don't know them, do you love them? How are you loving them? And when their kids come and play in your yard, what's your initial reaction? Is it, oh, get out of my yard. My, you're killing my grass. And the HOA is going to come get me? Or is it, is it, man, how do I love on these kids? Because I've been on both sides of that. Within five minutes, too, this weekend, some random kids showed up in my yard. And I was like, and they're older kids. And I always think, oh, these older kids are going to bully my little kids. But they're nice kids. They're playing with my kids. And I'm like, you know, but my initial reaction is like, who are these kids? And why are they? coming in my backyard, like to get a ball. Like, I don't even know you. You don't even acknowledge me like, Hey, good morning <laughs> or anything. Right. But then I started thinking about it and I'm like, man, there's a lot of neighbors, super grumpy like that. Who are these kids? You know, let me go talk to them. Like, what do they, you know, who, where, where'd they cut? Like, I've never seen these kids before in my life. 
but nice kids and they start playing with my kids and they're showing them they're bigger kids and they're, you know, whatever, but I'm also an influence on them. And so like, how are you showing up and you apply, how are these things truly being applied? I mean, that challenges me. It challenges me to actually go to my neighbors. It's easy to go to my buddy's houses and have a beer and have some fun, right? We have, you know, hang out and pour into them. But even yesterday, dude, one of my neighbors that, that, that we're coaching together, I was like, man, this is really important to me that he knows how grateful I am that he chose to coach football with me, with, with our boys, because it makes it so much more fun for me and the boys. And it's just, it's, it's a great experience. So like, I should go tell him that. Why should I hesitate to tell him that? And so I went over there and told him, right. But, but it's not because I'm a good dude. And it's not because it's my heart is naturally inclined or bent towards that. It's because I've been challenged by thankful Thursdays. It's been challenged by John Mark Comer. And literally I'm listening to this podcast about loving your neighbor um, I, it's, it's these things that are coming in and I have to do something about it. And so you go to your, do you go to a place of potentially discomfort, whatever, but the blessing and the gift in that is so beautiful, right? The intentionality of doing something with all this knowledge that we have coming in our head and our phone and our books and all this stuff, do something, right? Like it's, 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 how are you, what are no kidding the outpouring of all this effort and all this information and all this stuff. And then we just sit on it. Well, that's the, uh, that's the definition of being a kinetic man, right? We're going to get after it. We're going to take action. Yep. It's uh, interesting. You brought up the, uh, the idea of loving your neighbor. I'm actually um, going through a Bible study right now through the book of John uh, through my church. And this morning, just like you said, like I dove deep into John 13, 12 through 17, it's five, five sentences. And, um, it's, it's the section where he's washing the disciples feet before he, you know, goes off to be hung on the cross. And, um, like this is the Messiah, the Lord, right. And he's serving his disciples, his his students by washing their feet. And, um, you know, in my study here, it says to list out areas of your life where you could follow him and be a servant. And one of the things I put down is in my neighborhood to my neighbors, you know, we live in a cul-de-sac. I know all my neighbors, but, but could I serve them better? Could I love my neighbor more? Like I love myself. I absolutely could. And it's, it's a gap that I've been identified in my life that I've never been like one of those, like, I mean, you're much more of a socialite than I am. Um, and I have identified a gap in my life where I want to be more intentional about being, you know, having hospitality in our, in our home, you know, being inviting, having a house where people come and break bread and do meals and, our neighbors like hang out and like we have barbecues together and, you know, our kids play and like, you know, we have bonfires in the backyard and, and all these things. I have these visions of that. And so like, that's going to take me being intentional about loving my neighbor and inviting them and being the house that just takes the action and just does it. Right. And so 
all of these conversations, all these book readings, all these challenges that we have inside our mastermind group, um, like it's again, life-giving man, like it's changing my life for the better to force me to take action and, uh, be, be better, be a better neighbor. Yeah, man, it's it's super powerful, and and it, you know one of the things I like to to highlight in a lot of the things that I read, specifically from the Bible, is dude, it doesn't matter your faith background. Like the idea of a servant leader, like who who hates that? The idea of somebody who and what whatever your belief in Jesus is or isn't, like one thing you have to acknowledge is very charismatic leader who had a lot of followers that that I, I i don't i mean there are people that are going to argue that fine um but most people no matter where you sit on your faith uh acknowledge that that is a that 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 was true right that that, that was captured via historical documents not just the bible um outside of the bible other historical documents captured that those same those same truths and for that individual to humble himself and wash the feet of those who followed him. Like the idea of doing that is very practical, but it is also a display of leadership that is, is incredibly beautiful and powerful. And so it doesn't really matter what you believe. I think we all can agree that that, that is, that that is a, a very high level of intentionality and of, you know, being self-sacrificing and pouring into others, right? And so what does that look like? You know, like you said, in your community, maybe you just bust the Traeger out and put it in the garage, I'm sorry, in the garage, in the driveway. And it's like a Saturday morning, like, hey, everybody, or the text goes out Friday, hey, tomorrow, lunch, everybody, like just bring whatever, we're throwing it on the Traeger and we're just hanging out. Right. I just want to, I just want to, and, and if you're like, want to go, not you, I'm not saying suggesting, I'm not telling you anything that you should do. I'm, I'm, I'm having this picture of what I want to do in my neighborhood too. But, but even a step further is to be like, Hey, I'm doing this because, because I want to know you guys better. I want to serve you. I want to, quite frankly, I want to love you. And I've talked to some of my neighbors about wanting to be an influence in their children's lives. Like I've, I've gone to them and said, Hey, I want to be a man that your kids um, look up to and and feel safe around and, you know, feel safe to, to talk to. Um, I want to be seen as, as an individual that, that they, it's a safe place for them. <laughs> and that is, dude, I'll tell you, we joke all the time. Do these kids are in and out of my house now? Like the parents come over and they're like, I keep telling my kids they cannot come in your house without knocking. And I'm like, dude, it's awesome, man. I'll start closing the door when I go to the bathroom. Um, but but it's, it's, I love like the comfort, the comfortability. These kids just come into my house, dude. And they like, they know where the cups are. Like these are kindergartners. They know where the cups are. They open the drawers, they pull cups out, get water. Um, and I make them say hi. I might, at a minimum, I'm like, Hey dude, if you're going to come in my house, like you're going to say hi to me. <laughs> at least say hi. At least say hi to me. Like, don't just come in and, and you know, say hi, let's, let's talk. And they're like, hi. And then they're out, right. Trampoline and through my house. And yeah. Um, and I tell the parents because it makes me laugh. Like one of the kids last night, I, I call it what I call it LL uh, Logan, or I forgot. I made a uh, one of the neighbor boys, but but I basically made an acronym for things that Logan said today that make me laugh. But he basically he's like, "Hey, 
can you can you call my mom and just ask her if I can stay over here for dinner? <laughs> He's a little kindergartner, dude. I'm like, I don't think your mom's gonna be down with that. But um, but the point is, is is to express openly through action is most important, way more important than words, that we truly desire to be these men. And we truly desire, and it's not about us. It's I want to truly pour into and love my neighbors as myself, right? I want to love my neighbors um, with all my mind, heart, and soul and 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 really pour in because that's where like magic happens in those in those moments too. And it's so intentional. You have to be as much of a people person as I am, and I like hanging out with people. Like it's not a natural thing. Like sometimes I can get a little bit like you know, um, I don't know, greedy or, um, you know, consider things like, well, what's that going to cost me? You know, this is how I, you know, like things that are just very um, much more, more superficial. And then when I do it, like, I'm like, why did I even think about that? Like, I mean, it was freaking hamburgers. Like it didn't, it just didn't, it didn't cost me anything and the benefit far outweighed it. And so, you know, there, we all have challenges, but, but to, to identify those gaps, like you said, and to do something about them, like that is the most, we all have gaps, huge gaps. And someone like me, gaps may be more of those disciplines that are more um, isolated and, and, and alone and, and, and there's depth there, not always being with people, right? There's disciplines that, that align with that. And so it's not that you just gravitate to those strengths and do those things. It's like, try to do it all. Try to get better at all of it, right? And, and so, yeah, man, there's a lot of power in that. Appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, I think, uh, I think just the power of intentionality um, can really, really, really change your life. Um, and I think so many people go through life just living on autopilot, and you know they just get into this cycle of going to work and coming home and just on this ever never ending, just hamster wheel of life. And it's not, it's just not a way to good way to live, man. Oh man. Step off of it. Step off of that wheel and, and, and check it out. And so dude, yeah. So three just very specific takeaways. Uh, we talked, chatted about, chatted about intelligent intentionality and who are you hanging out with? But take an audit of all these things. Who are you hanging out with? Is it life-giving or is it taking from? So who are those people? What's the influence they have? And write it down, right? And then from that list, there's an amazing other thing you can do. All these things kind of build. You could take that list and and you now also have a list of people that you could potentially reach out to and just say thank you, right? Yeah. Uh, express gratitude for them. There's nothing more, there's nothing more powerful in 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 um just the building your own happiness as reaching out and expressing your gratitude for other people. Like it's just, I mean, it's science. It really, they, they've studied it a number of times. And it, the expression of gratitude has a direct correlation to your level of happiness. And it just, just is what it is. We're built that way. Uh, the second is how, how are you showing up? Like, what are you from a, not, not only how you're showing up, um, you know, in your house and at work and all that, but, but like to reading books, like how are you showing up to what you let in, to how it comes into what you consume, your level of questioning, uh, and are you challenging these different things? And I'll tell you, never, I would, I would highly encourage anybody who does any posting, talking, anything, if you use quotes in your life, 
look them up. <laughs> like before you spit them out, you know, do a just a little bit of research. I'll tell you, it's beautiful to get depth um, of who said it, to understand why they said it, and and to even know if they actually said it. <laughs> if you think the person that you're going to attribute the quote to said what they actually said or didn't say, and, and then just to, to have a little bit of depth of that, because it reflects it reflects on you. Uh, and there are a lot of people that are going to look it up and, and they'll be like, oh man, that, that doesn't make any sense. Um, not that it's about the other people, but it's it's more enriching for you uh, to add depth to that. And then wh- what do you know? Kidding. Like what's the outpouring? Like, look at that, assess it, take a, take an audit of what the outpouring is. If you're just reading a bunch of books, if you, if you read a thousand books last year and you didn't action any of them, like uh, then what's the point? Um, you know, what, what's the, what's, what's the point of that? So take an audit of your actions and, and uh, identify those gaps and do something about them. Cause at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff is very selfish too, right? Like it brings us joy. It brings me joy uh, when I'm able to serve others and, and, and there's a selfish aspect of that, but, but I think it's, I think it's a beautifully selfish aspect of that. If I'm going to be selfish in anything, I hope it's that I serve so abundantly because it makes me feel great. I hope that's my selfishness. Yeah, man. I think uh, I think Jesus could probably claim that that's how he lived his life. Pretty much. Pretty much. He was pretty rad, dude. Pretty rad. I love it, man. Uh, this is this is a great great topic. I mean, we could probably go for couple more hours just hitting all these aspects of our life that uh you know we've become really intentional in um honestly like every single part of the kinetic life circle that we dive into you know we're taking action on and and uh you know creating you know these daily habits and and putting things on the calendar actually like doing this stuff and then surround ourselves with people that are going to hold us accountable to that and you know, it's so interesting. Like you, you hear about something that, you know, one of the other kinetic men are doing, and you're like, oh, dang, that's awesome. I want to do that too. Or I'm going to step it up and go a little bit, a little bit higher on that. You know, like I'm going to, I'm going to go a level up on you. And then you get into this, like, almost like a one up thing. Like it's, it's, it's pretty awesome, man. Um, so, but Hey, we're coming better, coming better through it. So every day. Every day. Every day. And here's the cool part. We're starting another group in September. House three of the mastermind is starting and the application is up online right now. So if this is something that sounds awesome, which it, it is, um, and you want to be a part of something like that, you should go and apply. Um, there's only 15 spots available. Applications have already started coming in. Um, and there is a selection process to this. So, uh, we are looking for men who are going to take action and be freaking ninjas. And if that sounds like you, then you should come be a part of it. And if it doesn't sound awesome, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Before you wreck yourself. Storehouse. Love it. What's the website? Well, storehouse310.com backslash mastermind. Um, That's changing soon, but we'll let you know when that happens. Uh, But for now, storehouse310.com backslash 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 (laughs) backslash that junk. 
there's a big join now button. Hit that thing and apply and back smash it. <laughs> back smash it. Awesome. Good chat. Love you, brother. See you, man. Stop making me cry. Look with your face. Look with your face. Thanks. See ya. See ya. Man, we have exciting news. We're opening up the next house of the Kinetic Man Mastermind. I tell you, it's the most important hour of the week that I that I go to, that I attend. I change every single week for the better to become the best husband, the best father, the best friend, and the best leader in our community. This is a time that you can choose to make a major impact in your life. Go to, to thekineticman.com and sign up. It's an application. It is exclusive. We are looking for the right man to take action and join us to be the hero of their journey. Come join us, thekineticman.com. Do it. Thank you for listening to the Connect Man podcast. If you are growth-minded, community-focused, and willing to take uncommon action to redefine success and live an abundant life, visit our website at www.thekineticman.com to see all the ways we can connect. And on our website, you can find more information on everything we're doing, like joining our meetup page to get the details on our webinars and our local Thursday gatherings here in Colorado. From our site, you can also find more information on and sign up for the next Kinetic Man retreat and the next house of our mastermind group. Finally, we always appreciate your love and support. Please share this episode and go rate us on your favorite podcast player of choice. Thank you again. Now go take uncommon action.